Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just $95, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. HarperCollins presents Her Majesty's Royal Coven by Juno Dawson. Neve, Helena, Elle, and Leone, four lifelong friends who also happen to belong to the oldest coven in the United Kingdom. When oracles predict the genocide of all witches, the women must choose where their allegiances lie, with the coven or with each other. The New York Times called Her Majesty's Royal Coven superb and charming. From best-selling author Juno Dawson comes a brand new fantasy trilogy for fans of a discovery of witches or the craft. Out now in hardback and audiobook, narrated by Nicola Coughlin, star of Bridgerton. Her Majesty's Royal Coven by Juno Dawson. Hello and welcome to So I Got To Thinking, your weekly Sex and the City podcast where we take the timeless questions of Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City and apply them to modern life and love. As ever, you are listening to the devil himself, Dylan B. Jones, and I am Satan, Juno <laughs> Dawson. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Juno. How are you? I'm good. The sun is shining. Um mm. Unlike it was in this episode of Sex in the City, it was raining for the entire Very episode. Very rainy, yeah. That's, yes. that's a couple. That's twice now in season five they've had to deal with inclement weather. Last week, Carrie got piss wet through. Yeah. And now, and now, Miranda is sheltering from a storm. Do we think it was a choice, a narrative choice, or do we think they just were filming it in autumn? In New York. I wonder, honestly, if they had a rain machine <laughs> and decided yeah. to get the... So, I do wonder, because if you, they filmed in blocks, then yeah. maybe on the day they had the rain machine, maybe they filmed Miranda outside the church and Carrie outside the <laughs> home. Just from boring TV production point of view, do you know oh, really? genuinely possibly what happened? That's interesting. A rain machine's expensive. Do you know? I would have thought they would be wildly yeah. expensive. And obviously you would have to shut down a street and, you know, craziness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wonder if that's what it was. If you were involved in the production of season five, block one of Sex and the City, please do, please do get in touch. That's a very niche request. Um, this week we are watching season five, episode two, original sin. Unoriginal, Dylan. unoriginal. Sin. Oh, unoriginal sin. Sorry, unoriginal sin. Dylan, do you want to give us a potted synopsis? Yeah. So the theme is. Um, Hell and purgatory, kind of. Uh, there's like a religious theme running throughout, um, mainly pegged to Brady's baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's interesting and entertaining because mainly because we meet Mary Brady for yes. the first time. Mm-hmm. And um, Mira, who is Ben Stiller's mum, fact fans. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Um, and uh, we've got Samantha and Richard. Samantha is back with Richard as she very quickly mm-hmm. tells the ladies over brunch. Um, Charlotte is Charlotte's um, kind of got a bit of toing and froing with how she feels about whether she feels positive about things um, or negative. And on the other hand, and in contrast to that, Carrie is just full on emo through the whole episode. <laughs> Carrie is very pessimistic and hates and is hates the fact that she's getting a book published, hates the fact that she has to do anything, and like is basically. I found her really annoying in this episode. Um, she had a couple of redeeming moments, but she was mostly really quite annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's let's start with with Carrie. And actually, yes, you're right. Not only do we have the first outing for Mary Brady, as played by Anne Mira, wife of Jerry Stiller, mother of Ben Stiller, very sadly passed away a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, we also have the first outing for Molly Shannon and Amy Sedaris. Yes, an iconic um, guest star duo. Oh, um, I love I love them so much. So what they call <laughs> they call Courtney and I can't remember. They're, the oh, two, God, no. they're Carrie's two publishers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're these kind of like quipping, um, very switched on, like quite ruthless looking New York, New York women, aren't they? In that, oh, like, come I mean, skirts. and so representative of kind of well-meaning white women in publishing, which is, <laughs> I think, so yeah, we have Amy Sedaris as Courtney Masterson, and then Molly Shannon plays a character called Lily, Lily, I want to say Lily Martin, Lily Martin she plays, um, and they are, they're so good together, I know it's probably quite problematic now, but I'm just obsessed with Amy Sedaris's facial tick. <laughs> like you know, she's she's got the one eye that blinks. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's probably not okay now. Right. In the year yeah. of our Lord, twenty twenty two, it's probably not okay to act like you have a facial tick. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, Amy Sedaris doesn't have a facial tick. Um, can I just say, if you are one of our regular listeners, and if you have not seen Amy Sedaris's own show, which was called Strangers with Candy, um, <laughs> I would say get into it. It's quite hard to find. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but if you can acquire it through some means. Also, do, it's, it's, it's just absolutely unhinged, isn't it? <laughs> completely. De- again, in by today's standards, wildly problematic. <laughs> um, it's a bit, I'll tell you what it is, it's kind of got a lot of the darkness of Nighty Night. Again, yes. if you've also not seen, if you've not seen Nighty Night, you should definitely watch Nighty Night as well with the um, Julia Davis's British sitcom. Um, they're so dark in a way that I'm not quite sure you'd get away with it now. But mm. it was Strangers with Candy that put Amy Sedaris on Sarah Jessica Parker's radar. Interesting. And the two of them are now really, really good friends and have remained friends since. I like... Because you said that um, SJP is a fan of AbFab as well. Mm -hmm. I I both enjoy and I'm quite surprised by her taste for quite subversive comedy and and Mm -hmm. comedy. Um, It's interesting. Um, Also, speaking of comedy, Molly Shannon, I think, is one of the world's most... Kind of, I mean, she's getting a bit of recognition now, like with her, she's got a great book out, hasn't she? And she Mm -hmm. was in White Lotus, but one of the world's most overlooked comedic actresses. Like she's incredible in, she has like a a few guest star episodes in Will and Grace and she's just like electrifying. She just eats up the screen as Val, my mad neighbour. 
she reminds me of a lot in many ways Catherine Hahn, who yeah. obviously C- Catherine Hahn is now truly a list, but for many many years Catherine Hahn often played the funny friend yeah. or the kind of the backup character. <laughs> but you know, she is now you know she's going to be Knives Out too and WandaVision and she's got getting her own Marvel series. So you know Catherine Hahn is truly truly mainstream now. But yeah. it feels like Molly Shannon never quite had her breakthrough moment don't get me wrong she's worked consistently for about 30 years so she's mm. she's fine um but um yeah no we, we love i love courtney and lily so much and we we get we get plenty of them for the next couple of seasons yeah so. joy joy all around um so, so carrie gets a book deal um i mean it does happen I was, you know, when I wrote Gender Games, I was approached by a publishing house in much the same way, actually. Um, a lovely, lovely publisher called Kate Hewson, shout out to Kate Hewson, had read my columns in Glamour, and that's how the Gender Games came to be. Um, so it does happen. Um, I also sympathise, having written a monthly column for both Glamour and um, Attitude magazine, I recognise Carrie's. Burnout. Socks really, in the city. A socks in the city. I wrote down um when it shows on the screen what she's writing. Um, <laughs> where is it? Men are socks. Some men are argyles. Safe socks. This column socks. Um, I am also, definitely getting fired. <laughs> definitely. And also, like, I need that on a frame on my bathroom wall. Um, <laughs> I would also really love to read about her search for the perfect French fry. Like, legitimately, I would read that. <laughs> do we think do we think she did bother to in some way try to make that about sex? Do you think it was like kind of like a Goldilocks situation where some fries are too salty, mm. some fries are not salty enough. When will I find the French fry wink that is just right? right. Yeah. yeah, maybe. <laughs> French men are like French fries. <laughs> some are thick and oh god, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> some leave a claggy sensation at the back of your throat. Um, some are too hot. And they um, can't some... be left out for too long. They can't, I don't know, they can't be, yeah, they spoil if they're left out for too long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, Talk she to wants to try a sweet potato wedge. That would be my, <laughs> that would be my recommendation for Carrie. Love FODMAP. Um, um, so yeah, so Carrie's really struggling, but all is well. She is rescued by Courtney and Lily, but then she does, as you mentioned, she has her existential nightmare when <laughs> they ask her, I mean, just Carrie, take the money and run. I mean, we don't know what her advance was, but she, um, she all that they tell her all you need to do is write kind of like a foreword mm. and a dedication to kind of encapsulate what is what is the theme of your book, Carrie Bradshaw? I like it and when that, she I like it when she responds to that by saying, "Can't it just be here are my favorite columns?" <laughs> you'd think, Carrie, you'd think, um, and l- lesser books have been published. Yeah, well, um, yeah. but but um. Carrie starts to worry that she has become bitter and cynical. Mm. And that's quite interesting. So this this season, they, they've made obviously quite a deliberate decision to have her single. And um, she hasn't been with anybody in any meaningful way since she broke up with Aiden in season four. Has she even got laid since then? She was I- sexually assaulted by Julian in a closet. Yeah. 
I don't think she has. No, because, I don't think she has. And she met the guy, the gorgeous one, last week, the sailor. Mm-hmm. But they did she have? A, she had a little. Did she have a snog? I don't think she even have a, had a snog because he slagged off New York and then she like stormed yeah. off. <laughs> oh, Carrie! Ain't nobody oh, Carrie. gonna talk shit about me. What did she say? Oh, I can't yeah. even um, But it's the <sighs> the bit in this where like, oh god, she's just getting so like. Um, so kind of disheartened and to the point where it's ridiculous so it's like when Samantha says to her about her book I hope it's big and glossy and Carrie goes like my mistakes <laughs> and that ties into the question week which is what's the harm in believing which mm. is ties into the that Carrie is starting to lose the faith mm. there we tie into our religious theme that there is going to be a happy ending for her and um, which leads us, I think, nicely, and I think we should we should deal with this one in Act One, which is Charlotte's subplot, which I find now the most interesting part of this episode, which is we have Dr. Cheryl. Yes. Who, back in 2001, when this came out, the idea of the motivational speaker, influencer, lifestyle coach must have been really in its infancy. Whereas now, of course, the, my God, we are surrounded by Dr. Cheryl's. Yeah. Every time we open Instagram, we're confronted by that kind of quackery. It's interesting that you say that because I first wrote in my notes, thank God we've left this motivational speaker stuff behind because it's all a bit cultish and a lot of it is mm. actually quite dangerous and makes people mm. feel bad about themselves. And then as I was writing that, I realised, oh no, we haven't left it behind it's just not in lecture halls anymore. It's all over the internet every time yeah. we open our phones. So in some ways, probably even worse. Um, yeah. I'm going to recommend a book now that I did not write. And I'm surprised. <laughs> um, I'm going to recommend a recent novel by one of my favourite authors, Louise O'Neill, an Irish author who has written a book called Idol, which is about the danger of putting your faith in a mortal being. Um, yeah. And it's about a motivational sort of lifestyle goop style figure who um, is basically outed as a charlatan. Um, And it's really, really good. It's really dark. And I think it really holds a mirror up to this kind of influencer well-being, wellness culture. And as well that there is, um, you know, if you listen to Maintenance Phase podcast, one of my favourites, there is one about that god-awful Australian woman who claimed she cured cancer through diet. You Mm. know, some of this shit is actively dangerous. Yeah. And that's why the bit that I love Carrie most in this episode, which is on that woman's turf, Carrie calls her bullshit out. Yes. No, she's out there. Believe me, she's out there. And that, that to me, that's why I can forgive a lot of Carrie's nonsense. Yeah. In this episode, because her defense of Charlotte is so touching. Yeah. Which is, you know, and that's that's what Sex and the City is all about, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's about, um, you know, having your female friends who are going to back you up no matter what. Yeah. And, and those are those are my favorite. I'm, I'm sure probably most people's favorite moments. It's not the, when it comes down to it, like it's not the camp Samantha antics and it's not the crazy sex stuff. It is the most touching, memorable, great moments are when they are great friends to each other, like Samantha feeding her the yogurt in the movie, mm-hmm. or like Carrie jumping out of the aisle at, Samantha, at Miranda's mum's funeral. And this was another one of those really memorable ones when she really stands up for Charlotte at the seminar. 
And as well, I mean, obviously a lot has been said about Kristen Davis's acting in Unjust Like That. Yeah. That moment when she was vulnerable in the lecture theatre, Kristen Davis was brilliant. Yeah. Like really, really good and really sad and really raw. And, you know, obviously it feels like a long time in, in podcast years. It feels like a lifetime since we discussed Trey. But I think it's it's really important that we remember that Charlotte is going through a divorce. Yeah. Um, she thought she had the perfect fairy tale wedding and it completely fell to pieces last year. And and yeah, she's she's really damaged. You know, she's traumatized by the breakdown of her wedding. And the saddest part of all is that Charlotte always believed in love, right? In a, if we go back to season one, episode one, when Samantha says, you know, we need to have sex without feelings. And Charlotte says, that's so sad. Are we just giving up on love now? Mm. And, you know, and four years, four or five years later, she's saying that, you know, she's not sure she believes in love anymore. That's really sad and really poignant. Um, and that's why Carrie dedicating her book in really big font... <laughs> Yeah, and like what? Maybe she's short sighted or something. Maybe <laughs> now is the time for glasses. <laughs> um, if if, that, if that's how big you need your font to be, then get get your eyes tested. But she dedicates her novel, not her novel. She dedicates her book of essays to yeah, very to Charlotte, sweet. the eternal optimist, which is lovely. Very sweet. Yeah. Um, what else about Carrie? Oh, I have a note, an unrelated note about Carrie mm-hmm. that Please I'm go. pretty sure you're going to agree with. Mm-hmm. Her styling in this episode. Oh, yeah. there's a lot <laughs> happening clothes-wise in this episode. I mean, let, let's so let's do let's do our hits and misses. Our what is it they call it on Drag Race? Is it toots, boots, and shoes? Toots and boots. Toots so, and boots. so what are, what are we tooting and booting? So we're booting the brown sweater with a blue C on it that she was wearing at brunch. Okay, I it didn't notice that one. Yeah, it wasn't that visible. It was at brunch. And then there's uh, doily... Well, you know why I didn't notice it? Because of the fucking tartan hat. That's <laughs> well, why. The, yes, there was a lot Boom. going... And then, like, the doily waistcoat. She was wearing, like, a lace white waistcoat thing. Mm. And I liked the entire christening outfit, except the pink flower. But then that's very yeah. Carrie, isn't it? She's got a She's got a put Remember, we're, we're drawing attention away from her bump. Remember yes. that a lot of the clothes this year are about <laughs> distracting attention away from her tummy. Yes. Um, so there was that to contend with. <laughs> um, yeah, so I did, however, in terms of my shoot for the week, was the lovely halterneck heart dress that Charlotte wore to the lecture. Which yeah, loved. I would wear now. I would yeah. wear that. That is a timeless, beautiful, bit and with the, girly um... for me, but I would wear it to like a wedding, a summery wedding. Yeah, and I think she was wearing it with sort of like thigh-high boots as well, which is quite a cool like 60s mm-hmm. vibe. I really liked yeah. that as well. I can't recommend, and I think I've noticed it before, was another another boot from me, I'm afraid. It was Samantha's Fabache egg necklace <laughs> that she wears out to dinner with Richard. Um, that's... I mean, God, that must weigh a ton. And just imagine it banging against your collarbone as well. That could really leave a bruise. That reminds um, me of something really, really funny about um, Chris's mum recently went to the Fabergé egg exhibition at the V&A. Amazing. And, uh, and she said, her response to it was, you know what, they just don't make them like that anymore. And we just found it really funny because it's like, well, they don't. And that's why they're in the museum. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, shout, out to, shout out to Audrey. We love Audrey. Hi, Audrey Chris's mum. 
Um, what did you think of Samantha's ring? The, um, the canary yellow diamond. Well, should we talk about this in general? Well, let's let's go to break. Yeah, you know, it feels like before before we mention Samantha Miranda, let, yeah. let's go to a break and then we'll we'll move on to the other two and answer a question, which is where's what's it? Where's the harm in believing? Um, something like that. Yeah, we'll go with something that. like that. We'll go with. <laughs> All right, see you in a second. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back. So I got to thinking, um, Dylan is vaping, and we are talking about Sex in the City, Season 5, Episode 2, Unoriginal Sin. Um, we're talking about faith, full stop, basically. Yeah. Um, matters of faith. So, who should we do first? Should we do Samantha or Miranda? Uh, should we do Samantha and then finish it? Because Miranda's quite interesting, so we can finish yeah. on Miranda. So, in terms of our thread, where's the harm in believing? Or what, what harm is there in believing? Um, Samantha has decided to have faith that Richard will not... <laughs> you know exactly what I've just done. If you've seen this episode, you know exactly what obscene gesture I've just made at Dylan. Um, I love it. I love that Charlotte starts it. Um, so that's yeah. So that and that that is. I I personally, Juno doesn't have taken back a cheating partner. It is not Max. I will say that right <laughs> out the gate. Um, but um, I did in the past take back a cheating partner. And guess how I was rewarded for taking back that partner, Dylan? They cheated again. He did it again. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah. once a cheater, always a cheater, <laughs> says Rachel's mum in Friends. Um, what do you think? Is Samantha right or wrong to have faith in Richard Wright? I don't know. I mean, it's overshadowed for me by the fact that, um, I mean, much like Carrie, I'm feeling a bit pessimistic this week. I'm not sure if I loved this episode. Like... A lot to do with the fact that I, watching it back now, I'm just so unconvinced by the Samantha Richard storyline. Like, 
she's not behaving. I'm just not convinced. Like, he's not appealing enough, I think, for her to feel how she feels about him. Mm. Um, I believed it a lot more with her and Maria when she kind of falls for Maria. That made a lot more sense. But to have Richard as, like, the next person that she falls for, I'm just not buying it. And Oh, see, I got it last year. I think mm. the story slightly outstayed its welcome. Yeah, I think that might be the issue for me. Mm. Um, I, be, I believe. I mean, to jump to jump ahead, I believe her and Smith Jared. Yes, yeah. That would yeah, always same. made a lot of sense for me. Same, yeah. Um, I can see why. <laughs> okay, it's difficult. I think James Remar plays Richard Wright really well. I think oh, yeah. he's not perfect. He's loathsome. He's oh, yeah. powerful. In our, in all our pasts, there is always. A Richard Wright, I think. Yeah. Um, when I was in my 20s, I used to really like dating older guys. Uh-huh. I think it's probably some residual daddy issues. Um, a slight element of sort of wanting to be looked after. And that's mm. interesting. I was in a very different place in my life financially as well. And mm. so I did date a couple of older, wealthier men who often held all the power and held all the chips kind of in the relationship. And so there's definitely an appeal there. And I don't think that's anti-feminist to sort of explore where my head was at when I was 23, 24 years old, kind of. Um, You know, desire often doesn't make sense. (laughs) You know, God, look at Fifty Shades of Grey and madness. You know, we can (laughs) indulge in a fantasy while recognising actually the reality of that fantasy is shit. And yes, actually dating those wealthier, older men was shit. <laughs> it was oh. a nice fantasy, but it didn't work in reality. And I wonder if that's part of the thing with Richard Wright as well, which is she's kind of aroused by his wealth and power. Yeah. Although that isn't really explored in, in Sex and the City. And, and obviously Samantha has wealth and power as well. Um, maybe she sees him as her equal. Um, it frustrates me somewhat that Samantha seems so set on monogamy with him. Yes. Like if Richard needs to just... Yeah. Why not let him? And then Samantha can see other people as well. And she's sort and of... And I know, we, she's so sort I know of, we slightly dealt with that last year with, you know, if anyone can make monogamy interesting, it's you. But Yeah. She sort of touches on it in the brunch scene in this episode where she says, like, if he does like stray then that's mm-hmm. his floor and stuff and it was almost like they were sort of in a parallel universe of almost discussing open relationships but not quite um i don't think she this is why i found it frustrating like i'm not convinced that um she would care if he slept with someone else particularly and then we do we get that with smith jared like later on she says she says mm-hmm. to him like go and sleep with other people i don't care yeah and it's him who gets hurt by that I think. I think that's in, like, yes. movies or season six. End um, of season six, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He 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 leaves soon, fairly soon, doesn't he? He's he, out of the picture. Next week, next week is his last week. Spoilers, yeah. sorry. Next week is Richard's last week. As yeah. we go to Atlantic Titty. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Is that next but week? again, it's the same thing. Samantha's paranoia that he's going to cheat again. Yeah. Um, and that's... But that, that is a tricky thing. So with that guy, the one I took back, I was paranoid that it was going to happen again. Mm. Um, and I think if if you are, and this 
you know, I'm going to, this is me doling out some free life advice to our mostly female listeners. If you are spending a lot of your time anxious and paranoid that your partner is cheating, whether or not your partner is cheating, I would ask you to examine if this relationship is for you. Yeah. And I also thought as well, like, I mean, it sounds a bit harsh, but like, it's kind of that it's kind of you who's at fault for that as well in some ways, because it it we saw it with like Aiden and Carrie, like when Aiden took Carrie back after she cheated on mm-hmm. him and then just like kept doing little digs about it. And it's like, well, only get back together with them if you're okay with it. Like, don't get back together with them and then like keep bringing it up, I think. As, as Carrie said, you have to forgive me. Yeah. She yeah, said it yeah. several times. If you, you have remember. to forgive me. Oh, you God. have to forgive me, Aiden. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think it's funny. And I'm re- so it was interesting because immediately after that, guy the one that cheated I entered into another relationship with a guy where it just didn't cross my mind you know yeah. because we have that trust yeah you know and and I do think I sometimes think trust is a feeling trust is not something you can intellectualize I think you either trust somebody or you don't and I think I do mm. I wonder if once the trust is gone if you can't have that trust again I'm not sure that is a healthy relationship mm. I don't I don't think it's going to grow back I will yeah. say um but yeah, so um, Richard gives her a very beautiful canary yellow diamond. It, it is quite a gem. <laughs> um, I don't think I will ever earn a gem quite like that one. No. Um, but yeah, she takes him back. He apologises. Richard quite awkwardly corners. Is it Carrie or Miranda? It's Miranda, Miranda. He corners at the christening, which is awkward yes. as fuck. It's like you're a child's baptism. Just like... And like proves it, and he's like, just so you know, because Samantha told him that Miranda like said a certain thing. I can't remember exactly yeah. what it was. Um, and then, but it's also a bit awkward because by doing that, he's letting Miranda know that Samantha's like telling him what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then Miranda's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> oh god, the the other three clearly despise him. Don't they? Yeah, I know. I learned an interesting fact about James Remar who. Uh-huh. Plays Richard Wright. He was originally cast in Aliens oh, wow. as the male lead, and he was fired because of his drug use. Wow! And he has since been sober, fully clean and sober for many, many years. Wow! Good for so, yeah, that. Good would have for been yeah, that would have been the early early nineties. He was literally fired from from a big Hollywood film. So yeah, good, good for you, James Remar. Yeah, I did not know about his sobriety journey. Yeah, there we go. Um. And finally, then on to Miranda and Steve. Surprise Catholic Steve Brady. Although maybe yeah. we shouldn't be surprised because he's New York Irish. His surname is Brady. Perhaps we should have all seen this coming. I like. I enjoyed it when I thought it was maybe a slight meta line when um, Miranda's like, "You didn't even have a mother when we were going. Oh, where's she? Where's <laughs> she? Ma? Come from? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. um, it is a bit like when someone's." Mum turns up in a TV show. Sometimes it is a bit like, oh, they've got a mum. But yeah, as we said before... Although that is surprising because they went out for ages. How come they never met? How come he never met... Mary. Yeah. Mary Brady. I wonder why. Um, Oh, you're so fancy, she says about Miranda. His wife is black. (laughs) She's not very friendly. (laughs) She thinks I have a problem, but I don't. But I don't. (laughs) Oh. Oh, Mary Brady, um, who I do love, and I love that obviously she and Mira appears numerous times now as Steve's slightly drunk mum. Yeah. Um, 
She's great. Working class character in Sex and the City. We don't see many of them. No. Ever. Um, no. She feels the role is just played perfectly. It just yeah. feels flawless. And obviously we know where it ends and it ends in a very sad but incredibly moving yes. place. And possibly the introduction of Mary signals one of the most significant plots for Miranda, which again kind of elevates both Miranda and Cynthia Nixon into a new level of yeah. story to really sink their teeth into as actors. Was it um Cynthia, in terms of like awards and acclaim, I think mm-hmm. it was Cynthia and SJP that got the most recognition, yes, wasn't it? Yes, they both won Emmys, yeah. Um, I mean, deservedly so, I think. Yeah, um, amazing. I was going to ask what you thought about, because it interested me, um, Miranda making changes to the baptism... <laughs> Um, <laughs> language in the baptism I thought but as I said I'm feeling pessimist today for some reason maybe it's just because I've got back from holiday or something um, <laughs> but um, I thought she was being perhaps a little bit childish like so for listeners who don't remember she goes through mm-hmm. the baptism uh, sermon I guess and gets the gets the in front of like Steve and Steve's mum who are both Catholics gets him to change some of the language like take out references to Satan and take out references to the baby being Catholic. Um, if it were me, I think I would just think, look, the baby's not going to understand any of it. For the sake of making Steve's mum happy, like, just let them do what they want. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I think So I think it's, there's, there's a compromise, isn't there? There's, so, for, yeah. for example, I... Just the going through with the sheer notion of a baptism is wild in itself. So the fact that she's <laughs> even going going through with it... So yeah. I, I think I think compromise is healthy, and similarly, we we Max and I write our own wedding vows. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that that's really common now, especially with if it's you're having a humanist ceremony. You know, there's not going to be any reference to God, Jesus, you know, Holy Spirit. And I think so. I think that's fine. I think you know Miranda has made a compromise. You know, he's Brady's being baptized in a house of God. Um, you know, they're going through with the sort of the pageantry of it all. So what she's she's changing some of the words. And I think yeah. that's fine. Yeah. I think that's fine. Baby's first drag um, show. <laughs> yeah. It's just some water on the kid's head. Um and yeah, obviously we're we're starting to move move little Steve and Miranda back together again. Yeah. In time for Che Diaz to bring <laughs> Miranda in a kitchen while Carrie wets the day. What was that amazing photo shoot that Sarah Ramirez did recently? Um, oh yeah, they have done one for one of the big American. Yeah, was it Out magazine? Magazines. Maybe. Yeah, it could have been. Um, and just the styling was just <laughs> wild. And Che is coming back. We know Che is coming back to one just they like are. that now. They are. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> we've got that. We've got that to. Uh, how Look are we going to be ready? How are we going to get mentally ready for and just like that season? I'm still two? recovering from season one, so I mean, <laughs> I feel, I feel a bit sick. I feel, do you know what it feels like? It feels like we're on summer holiday, but you know September is going to come back it's around on the horizon. Yeah, it's like as soon as you go on holiday, somebody's like, "Buy new stationery, back to school." No, not made, back to school. The head, the headlines when it was in, when season two were announced was announced really made me laugh. Like. One of them was like, in the best and worst news ever. And just like that is set to return. Oh. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel. But, um, oh we'll cross well, that. Let's not forget, season two of Sex and the City was much better than season one. Maybe yes. season two will surprise and delight us. Yes. Perhaps. <laughs> anyway. 
Anyway, so let's answer Carrie's question. What is the harm in believing? Yes. So it was in the context of um, like having hope, wasn't it? Having hope Mm -hmm. and not being too pessimistic. Do we think it's harmful to believe? Does it turn you into a Pollyanna like Charlotte? Um, Well, there's the phrase toxic positivity, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that kind of stuff can be harm. Can be. I mean, it sounds like one of those buzzwordy 2022 phrases, but I do think there's something in it. Um, Like those Instagram carousel posts that say like, just smile, you'll feel better. Like, and it's almost like when mostly men (laughs) say to women, like, cheer up, it might never happen or whatever, if (gasps) if you're looking a bit glum. And it's that shit, like that shit is is bad. Mm. But um, I think staying positive, like, um, is is really important and valuable if if you feel able to. Yeah, affirmations. Write yourself an affirmation <laughs> every on day on your mirror in lipstick today in lipstick <laughs> on the mirror. Um, yeah, but I I just, I remember once it was I was when I was working with with teenage writers in a in a school in. I think it was near um, Putney and I got them to embody or personify sort of abstract nouns like love, despair, joy. And a girl did hope. And I thought it was going to be a very uplifting thing. And she actually wrote the most amazing poem about how hope is the most deceptive, misleading trait. And I was like, wow. You know, I forgot that. There is a unique and exquisite darkness in fifteen-year-old girls, <laughs> and and um, and yeah, she it blew me away, and and so perhaps there is something something quite dangerous about hope, but at the same time, I you know to to sound a bit Charlotte for a moment, the way I see it with love, and particularly with romantic love, which was like I experienced it sporadically through my 20s and then sporadically through my 30s so there was always the evidence to really imagine that it has happened before it will happen again yeah and I think that's what I would say to Charlotte which is that you have fallen in love before therefore all the evidence suggests why wouldn't it happen again yeah I don't think there you know you don't just get (laughs) again contrary to Charlotte's own advice you don't get two great loves in a lifetime you get unlimited love in your life if you yeah. allow it. If you're yeah. really out there. She is out there. <laughs> believe me. Believe me. She's yeah. out there. Um, I believe her. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what was I going to say as well? Although, as much as we hate the positive affirmations, lady, mm-hmm. I do think there's a slight truth in the fact that, like, if you feel really... If, if, you, if you fall into, like, a, a really negative, withdrawn cycle... Mm-hmm you kind of are less likely, I think, to, to, to find love. If you think that you're not going to find it, then you're less likely to. Well, it's like all those creepy incels. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> not many of them are listening to this podcast, but our listeners know that, you know, there is a certain type of person who dwells in the darkest depths of Reddit. Who <laughs> I knew you were going to say Reddit. <laughs> have, they've switched themselves off there. They are, they've kind of, they've yeah. made, they've made, this notion of involuntary celibacy part of who they are yeah and they but they believe they believe they are not good enough for love 
Mm. And they turn that inwards and it becomes something very dark and very dangerous. If you've read Laura Bates' book, Men Who Hate Women, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And there's another book I would recommend. Nice. Yeah. Cheerful note to end on. <laughs> Men Who Hate Women by Laura Bates. Um, no, it's an amazing book. Really, really blew my mind about the dangers of the internet. But that's why there is no harm in believing because we should all never, never give up. Never give up hope. Yeah, quite um, actually. And not, not just romantic love, but fill your life with love. There are so many different kinds of love. Whether it's the love I have for my little dog, or the love I have for my friends, the love I have for my career. Just fill your life with love. Gosh, I'm full of, I'm full of affirmations today. <laughs> Self-love as well. Self-care. If you if can't, you can't love yourself. Love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and what a lovely note to end on. Um, we'll be back next week with Season 5, Episode 3, Look, Be a Lady, as we have one of those strange, we're not in New York anymore episodes. <laughs> I just remember that one being absolutely wild. Atlantic it is City. quite wild, yeah. Um, we will speak to you next week. Until then, take care. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.